morning, we have uh, Hussein Ilyas with us, who is the co-founder and CEO of Batao. Um, you know, we there's there's not there's not much to reintroduce about Batao, but very quickly, they are the largest tech company in uh, Bangladesh and Nepal. They they started off as a motorcycle courier company and then branched out to uh, what we call a super app with motorcycle taxis, medicine delivery, grocery delivery, and a bunch of other services. So make sure to check them out. Ilyas Bhai is a very prolific um, personality within the Bangladeshi tech community, one of the pioneers. He um, he has a newsletter, go check it out. Uh, he has, his website is hmelias.com. Um, before we actually start, um, we also wanted to take um, uh, a minute to remember Fahim Bhai. Uh, Fahim Saleh is a mutual friend of ours. He tragically passed away a, a, a couple of days ago. Um, we, uh, we, we, we spoke about him a lot. There's a, there's a Medium article about him. If you want to learn more about him, go Google Remembering the Bengali Elon Musk. Uh, it's an article I wrote on, on Medium. Um, you can sort of see a bit more about his work. Um, yeah, he, he was a big mentor to me and we'd like to take this moment to sort of remember him. Um, Ilyas Bhai, do you have a few words to say as well? I know he, you, guys, you guys sort of started this entire thing together. Yeah, um, it's, you know, it's not just like sad, it's just, you know, kind of scary what, you know, what kind of happened and how it happened with Fahim. But, you know, I like to, you know, remember how he lived and not how he died. And Fahim yeah. was um, an extremely, extremely interesting character. Like anyone who knows Fahim would tell you that. They, yeah. um, how, uh, you know, the amount of things he had done in such a short time is just massive, right? Patao yeah. is just one part of his story. He has a lot of things yeah, as a part of his story. So, yeah, I mean, it's sad that we lost him. It's, yeah. you know, not just from Patha's perspective, but, you know, from the Bangladeshi, yeah. as well as the world's perspective, too. You know, yeah. they've done, like, so much. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, he, he was a great character, and uh, we highly encourage you to Google him, to learn about his story. We want him to be remembered um, for, for years to come. Yeah. Um, so, Elias Bhai, let's officially kick off. Um, like I said, there's not much to reintroduce about Bata. Uh, kind of gave a gave a high level overview. Um, let's talk a little bit about Hussein Elias before Bata. You know, where where did you grow up? What's your story? Very few people know you as the co-founder and the CEO, the Forbes 30 under 30. You have so yeah. you have achieved so much. But what really? What are the factors that led to all those achievements? Uh, and specifically, tell us a little bit about istomorrowheartsell.com. I think that's a fascinating story that everyone needs to sure, know about. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, before Pata is one of, is actually pretty interesting because, you know, not, first of all, not many people actually ask about it. Also, lot, most people are like, oh, you know what, you made Pata. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's this and that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. But the thing I'm is glad, that I'm glad we're giving you a platform over here. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, you know, um, you know, a lot of people, I think it's true for anyone or anything that has been successful, right? People see the results. People don't see, you know, what had happened before that, right? Or how much hard work it took, right? So, um, you know, I grew up in Bangladesh. I studied in a local, uh, in a private university over here, North South University. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, so, from 2008, I you know started in my university, and even at that time, I had uh, started a lot of um, you know outsourcing work, right? Okay. You know, people would want to make websites. I would find those people because I was so interested in HTML and CSS. I'd yeah. find those people and so, so I'll, I'll interrupt that. you real quick. So where did you, so you said university, we all know you went to NSU, you do a lot yeah. for the alma mater. Where do you go for high school? Were you born and raised in Bangladesh? Right. Yeah, yeah. How about yeah. the web, so, uh, where does the web dev stuff come from? Right, so yeah, I was born and raised in Bangladesh, right? Um, I studied in Sunnydale. I did okay. my you know, O-levels over there. I did yeah. my A-levels in Mastermind, okay. right? And you know, I was a typical geek, right? I Got did it. not have a lot of friends in school. Because, you know, I was doing geek stuff. It was like I was trying to uh, learn programming. I was, um, you know, very much into the sci-fi genre, 
right? Le- reading a lot of sci-fi books, reading a lot of fantasy books. I was doing a lot of cosplays even back okay. then, right? That was a lot of fun. So uh, I was always sort of interested in technology, right? Um, it took me, I think it was only around like 15. When I was 15, that's when I got my first computer, okay. right? And it wasn't even my computer. One of my um, uncles, right? See, she, he came in in Dhaka from Khulna and he's like, he, and he bought a computer with him. So okay. I got some opportunity to, you know, use his computer for a very long time. Wow. Right? Yeah. Uh, and back then it was, you know, Bangladesh was mostly dial-up internet, mm-hmm. right? There was no bo- broadband. So um, it, I used to, you know, buy these scratch cards. You could buy scratch cards back then. Yeah. You scratch it. And then you'd put it in and then you could get internet, right? Yeah. You'd basically rent internet like that. Um, after, so, but, you know, my parents used to get very angry because by using dial-up internet, you know, I was right. like hogging the line. Yeah, yeah, you, can, you can't use the phone and the internet at the same time. You can't time. use the yeah. phone. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I bought a book on Visual Basic 6 and then okay. I learned uh programming from visual basic so anyway this is something that i was that was always like intrigued me right which was a little bit of programming this is not something that you know was usually taught in schools yeah. and i had to kind of self-teach myself um i would teach myself hacking because i saw the movie hackers <laughs> and i'd go to hackers.com to find it because i didn't know what else was yeah. there right? right so uh fast forward you know i well, after i started uh, university that's when I, um, you know, got into programming, right? I got into wow. web designing. I found wow. some clients. I started working. I started gathering experience. I met my teammates around that time, actually, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, one of them was Adnan, and yeah. Adnan is our CTO. He's still yeah. uh, working with us. Uh, another person was Sadat. He's actually our VP of design. Okay. So that's, right? So, so that's so, how the, so, so uh, even, what people don't know is like Bata is actually a like a lot of your school friends are university friends, right? Yeah. The founding team. Yeah, yeah. Okay. These wow. Are people I didn't that know that. We have been so we have been working together for like five years even before we started Bata. Right. Okay. That's fascinating. Right. Yeah. So we're making all of these websites and all of this was fun and honestly it was also like a lot of good money, right? Because hey, mm-hmm. you're just a bunch of kids in Bangladesh, right? And we get these foreign clients. We uh, yeah. they pay us in U.S. dollars. We mm-hmm. pay ourselves in Bangladeshi taka. So huge yeah. leverage, right? Yeah. And for a bunch of kids in university, that was pretty good. But yeah. soon we realized that hey, you know what? This is nice, but um, it's not very um, interesting. It's a good way to earn money, mm-hmm. right? But am I making an impact? Right. Am I doing something that is, you know, worth doing? Is this something that exciting that I can talk to people about? Right, right. Right? So I wanted something like that. So, yeah, at first I made this website, actually. Um, it's, it was called istomorrowhartal.com. This was mm-hmm. back in 2015, 14. And I don't know if you remember, because there was a lot of political turmoil at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just want to take a quick minute to explain is tomorrow Hartal. So for, for those who don't speak Bengali in our audience, Hartal is the Bengali word for strikes. So there was a lot of political turmoil in the 2013-2014 um, year. And yeah. we had, we ha- almost every other day, we had strikes. And we didn't even know when the roads would be closed. So okay. Ilias Bhai founded this this site almost as a joke, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Is tomorrow Hartal, like is tomorrow strike.com. And I think that really got him noticed among the tech community in Bangladesh, among prominent yeah. figures, going like, yeah, wow, and... who is this kid? Like, he, is, he thinks differently. Yeah, yeah, and the fun part was, it's just, it was simple. It took me maybe an hour or less to make it because it was just a white page. We just said yes. And it was <laughs> static at first, right? Right. Um, but yeah, it did get me noticed. And uh, actually, that's how I met Fahim, right? Yeah. Because this is around that time when Fahim was in Bangladesh and he was also trying to do something and he was networking aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met up. We found that, hey, there's a lot of things to, that we care about, right, Com- in yeah. common, right? Yeah. Which is, hey, I want to do something interesting 
and yeah. he wants to do something interesting so let's collaborate right mm -hmm. so that's how we kind of started working right that's wow. the early version of uh patao so fimes at that point you know he made an incubator called hack house mm -hmm. right and um the purpose of hack house was to you know start a lot of ventures see which mm -hmm. one worked right right because as you you know statistically right one in 10 startups actually succeed yeah so yeah we wanted to start 10 startups and see which one succeeded <laughs> right yeah. so maths right you can hack yeah. so we hacked the math so we That's launched awesome. quickly like five or six projects patha mm -hmm. was i think the sixth one and okay. that was the one that actually kicked off right right yeah. so can you can you i think you know when it comes to entrepreneurship and startups you know um i'm i'm personally quite interested in it can you briefly touch on some of the other projects and tell us why they didn't really take off or why they had failed because it sounds like a lot of them also had potential they had large markets they had the right tech uh they had the right people running them and you know essentially it was the same team that was that is running patao now why did those things not take off and what are, what are some lessons that people can learn from those failures or discontinuation of of those startups that's actually a good question so um i'll tell you some of well not all of them but i'll tell you about that there was a common theme among those six startups right three of them were quite actually accidentally right there was no strategy behind it but three of them were around um, logistics and yeah. uh, transportation mm -hmm. right and i think the reason for that thinking back and in hindsight yeah. is just that you know traffic was actually a big problem and it still continues to still, be right yeah. dhaka yeah. is one of the slowest cities in the world the average speed in dhaka is like 7 kilometers per hour sometimes yeah. it's faster just to walk yeah. and uh so you know almost intuitively we were trying to solve the traffic problem and so one of the startups was called um jabin right jabin yeah it, Jabin I, was my my cousin worked on it so I actually helped out as a high school student uh, Junaid you know, right yeah doing yeah. outreach going on the facebook group yep i remember that yeah. so it was Junaid and Wasif who were mostly kind of working on that um so it was kind of a poor man's uber right <laughs> because it so Jabin was kind of we were trying to build a ride sharing with cngs mm -hmm. but and, you know we didn't even think about motorbikes at that time right um so when you're thinking about cngs you're also thinking that hey you know what these three wheeler auto rickshaw drivers they're not very educated they're right. not also very wealthy they don't have smartphones mm -hmm. how do you build a ride sharing service with dumb phones mm -hmm. so so we and, and so so you you yeah. weren't very bullish on smartphone uptake at that time you didn't think it was just no. a matter of time or see this is 2000 this is we're still in 2015 right Mm -hmm. and 3g just got rolled out in 2015 and 16 at that time mm -hmm. so and we we were just graduating out of dial up so right so not first of all not a lot of people had smartphones yeah fewer people had internet and right. we needed to figure out a cheap way to reach the people right um, right so even you know startups or businesses like bcash right right now they have apps back then they did not have apps right they had ussg yeah. codes it only yeah. took them a couple of more years to make an app yeah. so even at that time we thought that hey we're going to make a dumb phone version so um we uh, loaded up this uh, i don't know if it's a language or a platform but asterisk so you know okay. you would just call a number and it would wow. connect you to uh via phone call to a cng driver and you have to say the cng driver hey i'm here right you have to give them <laughs> right. a location because they right, don't have right. a location so right yeah we tried it um the reason that it did not work at, was multiple right but one of the major ones was just unionization yeah mm. you're going into a market with uh strong unions and right. if i am proposing my proposal is to disintermediate the cngs right 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 I I was at that time not thinking about that I was just thinking that hey you know what how do I call yeah. up someone We're thinking about the tech yeah. side we're we're tech people. Tech we're side, business right? people we're not we're, regulatory we're people yeah Right um yeah. but it's the unions it's not even the regulators so you know yeah. you need auto rickshaws you have the drivers mm -hmm. but the drivers are not really driving their own auto rickshaw they're driving mm -hmm. someone else's auto rickshaw someone has bought mm -hmm. it right 
that auto rickshaw is kept at a cng garage mm-hmm. right which is a third entity right? right and then there is a fourth entity which basically made a business of all of it and you have the union so you uh, so you know we wanted to put trackers mm-hmm. on them we even got some trackers from china uh, to put over there and that's when you know the cng unions are like oh shit you know these guys are tracking our uh, vehicles we can't let that happen Wow. So that was actually one of those, one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one yeah. of the reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's super interesting. Yeah, the other one was Dhaka Rise, which was a carpooling platform. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, one of our VP of uh, product right now, he was the person who was leading Dhaka Rides, Fahad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we built a carpooling platform because, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to provide a cheap way of having your the students or office workers read their reach the university or their yeah. offices yeah um also did not work out because we quickly learned that hey it doesn't really scale very quickly it requires mm-hmm. a lot of investment that mm-hmm. right? you need to buy a lot of buses you need to buy right. a lot of like cars to carpool right 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 um yeah so we couldn't scale it so pathao was actually a logistics startup at first right yeah and it dealt with you know just moving packages like point a to point b right it did right. not start out to be a two wheeler actually it took us another almost year and a half after we started patha to launch our app and launch two wheeler ride sharing right so there was a pivot that happened inside patha internally um, right and that that's kind of the story that's how patha right. kind of uh, right. got got it so what we learned over there so you know one of the things is that we learned by just doing right there was mm-hmm. no guidebook for this mm-hmm. um like i have never been to silicon valley at that point right i've never right. even used a service another ride sharing service right? right uh so i don't know how it works but i think you know it, we learn we came to the learning just by doing and experimenting right. and anyone who is kind of starting out right now i would ask them to also do the same and not right. be afraid to change their business model right? right a lot of people i i see get married to their business model mm-hmm. the thing that hey mm-hmm. i have this amazing idea it's going to make me a, a multi billionaire but it right. reality doesn't work like that right it right. took me three or four times even within transportation to come up across right. to something that works right right, right. um so yeah. so we heard a little bit about Elias, you know, the student, how he grew up, how he had access to computers, how he went to college, met met essentially his CTO, his his VP of design. Then we sort of heard about his how he dabbled with, you know, different projects landed at Patao. Patao essentially took off as a logistics company. So yeah. then how you then you started Patao Rides, right? And I I my cousin and I, the same cousin Junaid, um shout out to him. I hope he's watching, but We yeah. we used to run a networking platform in Dhaka where we used to our goal was to bring tech people and business people together under one roof to share yeah. ideas. Um and I remember in one of our events at the end that was the yeah. first Patao ride testing, right? So you yeah. tested instead of sending packages on bikes instead of being Patao, yeah. you are now Pataoing, you're sending people right yeah so i see junaid us, right over there yep he, yeah, yeah he's there, there. he uh, we're we are each other's biggest supporters he's he's, been, uh-huh. he's he's awesome um yeah. so so i the question really is how did how did you test your idea and what are right. your what are your tips for founders when they're testing their ideas right cuz it's everyone talks about yes testing is important but no one really knows what are the principles like what should you look out for when you're actually testing an idea so um okay so I'll break that down, right? Even before that drink entrepreneurs, right? We did not really have an app. Uh, it takes a while to, you know, test out a business idea because again, another thing that people do is they launch an app or a website, I think too early sometimes without validating whether the business would work, right? People right. may, you know, spent a lot of time on the development side without validating the business idea. So what we did was, you know, we built a facebook group everyone knows on facebook right we added all our friends and i had a phone number up there and i would say that hey if you want a ride uh just call me let me know 
where do you want to go and from where right right and the thing is that people would call um that's how we got our first customers we literally just it was just our friends right. and you know anyone who wants to actually build a business first you need to try to sell to your friends and family because a mm. they are your supporters and b if you cannot really sell them your service why will a stranger buy yours right 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 so that um only after you know we have tested it out for a while and we saw that hey you know what this is something that people do need uh then we actually invested in the app and you know it was on a yeah um so one of these community events that uh we made the uh, app it was very very basic it was built with uh, html css there's this platform called ionic so anyone can build an app within like uh, a day over there so we built a very quick version and then we uh, pitched it in uh, in the in the event uh, no one really knew but we had like five drivers down there right right underneath it we're like hey and we asked everyone hey you know what just keep your app open wait for a ride this is beta testing this is important mm-hmm. uh, and they did so some people did download a few people couldn't even use the app because it was kind of slow it was buggy yeah. Uh, yeah. which it is uh, which it was um but then yeah we uh, we got a few rides and you know things started rolling from there right after mm-hmm. making it easier and easier uh, for people to request a ride yeah uh, you know so this was and then you know there was this moment where we had to make the shift where we had to say to people who were still calling us to um who were still calling us to not call us anymore that we have to use the app because people were still uh, yeah know, they built a habit call you because yeah. they built a habit around it, it was a bad habit right <laughs> but right. Uh, they did right 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 so uh we had to make a dis- and you know a lot of people had iphones right and we only right. built for android right how do you cope with the pressure of being a role model for so many of your employees and drivers and i'm and i i will also add for new founders right you are the first founder in bangladesh and in nepal who sort of built a 100 million dollar plus startup like how do you cope with that pressure um good question I don't think you know when again like when we started out right we did not start out to build a financially profitable or large company we were just a bunch of people who were looking to solve a problem right mm-hmm. we were looking to do something interesting we were looking to make an impact so mm-hmm. when things became what it became um you know obviously you know this is not something that I was expecting right uh it was not something that you know you kind of learn so yeah i guess so it took me a while it honestly like it took me a while to be it like, i think you know when everyone is start starts to tell you that hey elias you're doing something amazing when, and when everyone is kind of pumping you up sometimes yeah. you do think start to think right that hey you <laughs> know what am, am i really as great as people think i am um yeah so but you know it took me a while it took me like few years to actually understand that hey you know what what i'm doing is is great that people look up to me but uh it's also a lot of pressure yeah. that uh, to roll with um right. so recently you know i've actually with only recently been kind of coping better with it it took mm-hmm. me a couple of years to uh, and i did that just by figuring out that hey you know what this imposter syndrome i'm going to have it all all the time um yeah. this thing that uh, you know and i have to really like, check my ego sometimes mm-hmm. that hey you know what people have you know brought me over here it's not just me yeah. right and right. you know even when i talk to you about all of my other ventures right it none of it was just me right, right. it was there was a team involved right mm-hmm. so you have the likes of fahad uh, yeah. you know uh, sadat adnan who were yeah. involved from day one and pushing it right i'm right. sort of kind of and i kind of feel bad sometimes that people just 
you know, put me in a pedestal, I feel. <laughs> it's not just me, it's just them, right? Right. I'm the right. I feel like I'm taking the credit, but um, right. it's just them who do the hard work. Yeah, yeah, no. So our previous question was about testing ideas. And yeah. when you're testing ideas, you often do something what, you know, Paul Graham from Y Combinator often says, do things that don't scale. You're doing yeah. like Facebook group, phone calls. What I, what, I, what, what I think is the internet doesn't really have a lot of good content around is how do you transition from that? When do you transition from doing things that don't scale to start automating? Like what, is, like, what was that signal for you guys in Patao to say, okay, time to move out of the Facebook group, time to make people stop calling us, time to push the app. Like what, mm -hmm. what, what, what was that natural sort of signal Hmm. Well, I think the point is when you just can't not, you know, do things at scale anymore, right? Yeah. Like uh, when I keep getting like too much phone calls, right? I can't handle mm. it anymore, right? right? When I, um, when there's too many requests, right? I think, yeah. So I, there's no definite number. It's right. just that, but it can't be zero or it can't be one, right? Um, right? I think one of the founders of Airbnb, probably he probably mentioned the number 100, like to yeah. go to 100 successful orders. Um, right. We made that transition actually around the same time when we started doing 100 rides a day. Um, and then we shifted to our app completely at around 1,000 rides a day, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. That's when we just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Right. So right. I think just have a number, right? It has to doesn't have to be a huge number, but it has to be a decent number. You can't cheat. Right. 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 You're making your company. You can't cheat. <laughs> yeah, you can't cheat. <laughs> Cheating yourself at that point. So um, we're we're whizzing through questions here because we have so many, and we've got a few from the audience as well. But I personally really, really wanted to touch on Nepal, right? Yeah. When did you decide to go in there? How was it? What was the reception? What is the current status? Like, we, uh, Patao's Nepal Instagram yeah. page is like pretty, pretty active. And so it seems yeah. like the operations are thriving there. So, yeah, would love to but know this... a bit more. And we have to have a pretty, pretty large Nepali audience as well. So, would love to awesome. hear that as well. Sure. Coming back to Nepal, right? So, there, you know, uh, we started Nepal at first because, you know, we wanted to internationalize our tech. Right, we want we built a tech which was mostly which was entirely for Bangladesh, but we did not we did not also want to lock ourselves into Bangladesh. Um, so and that's one. Second is you know Nepal's pretty close to Dhaka, right? It's easier and takes a shorter time to go from Dhaka to Nepal than it does to go from Dhaka to Khulna, mm -hmm. right? Which is the third largest city. Right. So, so we, you know, we took a very, uh, at first it was a kind of an opportunistic look that, hey, you know what, look at Nepal, there's no competition, easy to go to, let's internationalize our tech and let's, mm -hmm. you know, start over there. Yeah, and they're language-wise, culturally, they're very similar too. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so culturally, they're not that similar. Okay, I, I mean, my but, experience has been, but yeah. Yeah, but, you know, we did, I, again, I didn't know this. Right? When we mm -hmm. launched it, we didn't know this, right? We mm -hmm. thought that, hey, you know what? Kathmandu has a city. Kathmandu yeah. is a city of 5 million people, has yeah. 600,000 bikes. Okay. Dhaka is a city of, what, uh, 2 million people, 20 okay. million people, has okay. 600,000 bikes, right? So bikes right. per capita in Kathmandu is way higher. So right. bikes per capita is higher, it's close, uh, there is no competition, let's yeah. just go and launch, right? And that's right. what we did. Right. Only after launching, did we realize that, you know what, uh, Nepal is different, right? It's mm -hmm. different in its own way. I mm -hmm. think people over there are generally nicer somehow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, th I, th I, think it's, I think it's a service mentality. Right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of tourism in Nepal. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. have that ser service mentality. So, uh, and also, you know, again, the lack of competition. So, uh, yeah. Pretty quickly, Patao became big, and you know, as unique as Patao is to Bangladesh, it's even more unique and probably even bigger in Nepal, 
mm-hmm. because you know right in bangladesh you have a lot of other players in nepal you mm-hmm. don't really have many uh, right so you know i will and there's that and of course you know we hired like a create a team we got again right. lucky with the team members right yeah so, so how, our, how did you actually do that how did you as a bangladeshi company go in and hire you know some top quality talent uh, at the nepal office right like were was there yeah, any pushback like you know a foreign south asian country coming in like like that's what the capsule is all about right we want to put the south asian community under one umbrella collaborate do exactly yeah. what you just did there so we'd be we were very curious as to hear how you successfully executed that so um obviously you know we, we sent a team over there uh people in you know, kishwar and sifat from mm-hmm. our team they went to nepal they networked hard mm-hmm. and they found the right people mm-hmm. right um also like you know doing business in nepal is also like probably harder in in than bangladesh like it's easier from a cultural perspective but harder from mm-hmm. a business perspective because right. nepal has a lot more regulated right and has a lot more of those that union that i talked about right mm-hmm. in bangladesh we did not have to face a problem with any motorcycle union because there was no mm-hmm. motorcycle union right right so right right cng did not work because there was union motorcycle worked because there was no union yeah. and now we went to nepal and you have right. this huge um like hello old friend tech, hello old problem tech, yeah taxi yeah. cartel right yeah yeah um yeah so it's challenging right uh, the fact is that you know the people you know it and patha was kind of a startup within a startup in nepal because the team over there had uh, full control over how they wanted to run the business which is why i think we adapted very well to the local not just the language currency and the technical stuff but also the culture right things that right. you can't quantify uh and you have the right people and right time right place right. things just work out Awesome, awesome. Right, but, well, congratulations on that. That's I think I think you're uh, in, from what I know. I might be wrong, but you're one of the first, if if not the only, or handful of Bangladeshi companies who could go and become an MNC in its truest sense. So, congratulations on that. We'll take a few more questions from um, the the audience. So, Dats uh, Nabila is asking, what was the idea behind the name Patau? And I yeah. will also add a personal aspect to it. I want to know why El Vista. on Instagram and everywhere <laughs> else. Um oh, Patao is easy because we started off as a courier company, right? right. So you're it's sending your Patao is the word for sending in Bengali, so you're Patao. sending packages, right? Exactly. So and yeah. so we found we figured out the name, we looked up the domain, patao.com was available. Yes, that's the name. Perfect. You know how you know how hard it is to find a good domain name, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, our we wanted the capsule.com So we yeah. <laughs> settled with read the capsule but yeah yeah exactly so parao.com and then you know we when once we started ride sharing and we realized that ride sharing was going to be bigger than um, logistics at certain points we had this intense discussion that do we rename parao there was some few candidates but then i sort of like held my ground i said you know what if google which doesn't mean even mean anything right yeah. can be a verb right mm-hmm. then why can't we like i want to make patao into a verb yeah. um that's sort of what happened right um yeah. i'm actually very glad that i uh, stuck by that decision even though patao seems like a weird weird name sometimes but that's kind of the story uh-huh. we wanted we wanted to become become a verb right right yeah. right um elvista elvista okay so that's like a you know it's one of those names that I had in class 4 or 5 that kind of stuck right <laughs> I had that um, gmail gmail came out I right. took that name and that kind of stuck right so um, now, now, now you have to come up, up now you have to come up with a cool story because you know you're you're the four of 330 CEO we look yeah, up to you you got to come up with a cool story back then back then you know you know you're 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 when you're class 4 in class 4 or 5 when you're like 14 and 15 Yeah. You're not thinking that oh, you know what? I'm going to use my name because people I don't think I was proud of my name. I yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to be Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. hilarious. That's yeah. awesome. Uh one more yeah. question from the audience. So, they asked about like platforms for new startups. It's you already mentioned you were on Hackhouse. The second part of the question was 
who did you reach out to and and how did you raise money um i know fundraising is a huge topic that goes around in mm-hmm. the bangladeshi st- uh, fundraising like startup community um mm-hmm. and i've personally seen gazillions of facebook groups and discussions live sessions talking about it um if you could kindly summarize for us some of the high level learnings or common mistakes that people do that you think yeah. you know espe- especially for younger people who are at, who were in situations like yours like right out of college or in college trying to do something how do they get those first few dollars to come in and really really scale sure so i think it first of all i think it definitely definitely helps to have traction right right you need to have users you need to mm-hmm. have um supply you need to have like some sort of a product it doesn't have to be even a real product it can be just that facebook group right but any traction is going to make you look a lot more impressive than someone who has none right to someone and you know i constantly say this that ideas are cheap and ideas are cheap right right um because people put a lot of value in ideas hey patha isn't unique right um i wouldn't i i would never say that hey you know what patha is you know a very unique startup i don't think we are unique in the sense that we innovated something great it but we are unique in the sense that we executed there were other ride sharing companies there had since been a lot more other ride sharing companies but patha was the one that executed so got it got it have got some it. so first of all have some execution right secondly <laughs> on fundraising um i think it's easier now than it was <clears throat> because uh there weren't and there still isn't a lot of um vcs or people who are investing in startups right uh what i did was you know obviously i googled on how to raise funding and i came up with a pitch deck i had my numbers in check um mm-hmm. and i looked up other people in who are in ride sharing or are um investing in the subcontinent right so i'm just trying to like kind of narrow the search because you think about investors you think about everything but let's say if i try to raise money from i don't know some startup or some vc fund in new york they mm-hmm. probably never even heard of bangladesh right right, right? so that's not going to work so you'll have to kind of narrow your search you have to find investors who are probably looking to invest over here mm-hmm. who like are frontier markets emerging markets yep exactly you first of all you know you look in we looked into who are investing in these countries right countries like you know india nepal uh, even like myanmar indonesia yeah and then we just started reaching out right singapore like anywhere like geographically close so i sent out this cold emails with my pitch deck this is what i'm doing guys this is what my uh what the business plan is this is how much you're yeah. raising who can help right. and i right. sent like a hundreds of those out um only few got replies uh and even fewer led to meetings uh i got i think i got also lucky that you know one of our dear friends rahat ahmed right yeah right, right now you know at that time he was in new york he got yeah. one of his mails he put me yeah. in touch with you know um, someone he knew and yeah. uh, he ended up investing in bangladesh in in yeah. and in patha right. so that helped uh, and rahat has since you know he came to bangladesh and yeah. uh, he actually started his own vc fund right one of the few yeah. vc funds in bangladesh over here yeah. called anchorless mm-hmm. so uh and rahat would say this i don't know if rahat's over here in the chat section but he'd say this that hey you know what because he had seen patao right that's why he one of those reasons kind of inspired him to come over here but mm-hmm. also it was because of rahat that you know we got our first investor and got our first big break right that's that's awesome yeah rahat bhai has personally been a big mentor to me too so um highly recommend everyone if you're if you have a startup that is actually has some traction because they invest in uh they don't in, they invest too early but he's still a good person to know so definitely get in touch with him uh it's yeah. anchorless bangladesh so um even so i think i mentioned to you very briefly we do two two parts of our live sessions 
the first part is more serious, the second part is more rapid fire. I, I keep the questions kind of secretive from you. Um, so the last quote unquote serious question, unless we have a few more from the audience, um, would be how has Bathau sort of pivoted during COVID? What, has there been any tailwinds um, and what was your experience launching these new verticals, Batao Health and Batao Shop? I wanted, uh, also wanted to give you like an opportunity to sort of speak about it because they're very new, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, obviously, you know, COVID is, you know, one of those things that you don't really prepared for. I don't think anyone has prepared for, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, but, you know, because, you know, things were happening in China and, I think it was around February or March, we saw, you know, how things were spreading, right? It really hit Bangladesh around March. Mm -hmm. So it gave us some time to really think about, oh, you know, there's a world event that's happening, right? We're li literally living through a world event. Uh, is it going to affect us? Right. right. If yes, what's the plan? If no, what's the plan? Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, I would say that you know we were proactively we looked out for that world event and we immediately took decisions. So, you know, right. even as you know the country went in lockdown, we knew that there are certain things people would need during this time. Right. Essential items, right? Right. People would be scared of going to the hospitals because it's a virus. Mm -hmm. People would think that hey, why would I go to a hospital where there's more virus? I'll get probably sick from there. So. Mm -hmm. We thought about health services and mm -hmm. to launch very, very quickly. What we did is we also did not try to build a lot of those things ourselves. We mm -hmm. partnered up with people who were specialized in that, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it would make no sense for us to launch a health service when we have never mm -hmm. worked with health, right? Mm -hmm. What we had was we had a user base. We mm -hmm. knew people who worked with health and right. we just said that, hey, you know what? Let's collaborate. Let's get something out there now because right. we need it um right. so yeah it was a lot of like get shit done mentality like hey how do i serve my customers so that's awesome uh, within like seven days of covid lockdown we launched or relaunched i'd say Pathar tong which is a grocery delivery service okay. we launched part pharma which is a kind of a medicine delivery service as well um yeah. we launched Pathar health in collaboration with prava maya health uh, as well as DG Health, which was formal, formerly uh, Telenor Health. Uh, okay. We signed all of them up and we, I think it took, I think within two months, we launched four different verticals. Wow. Right? Wow. Uh, and, you know, again, I couldn't have done it myself. Again, it was, well, I, I'm probably biased, but I think I have one of the best tech teams in the country. I, I would um, tend to agree, yeah. Because yeah. we just rolled shit out. Um, yeah, it was amazing. We launched Pathar Shop uh, a month after. It was actually yeah. in the works. Uh, yeah. It was something that we always wanted to do because mm -hmm. A, we, have, we already have the users. B, mm -hmm. um, we, uh, we already had courier. We had already had logistics, which was the hardest yeah. part of doing e-commerce. Yep. So it was just yep. about connecting them. It's a building on the platform. So once you have the platform, you can add ancillary exactly. services. Exactly. So it is by Instagram actually caps us at an hour of live sessions. Gotcha. Um, so the second part will go through a new live session. So I'll let you know, but very quickly before you leave, I still want to get audience questions. And so Naib um, eight asked us what other types of testing your idea or app are there other than opening a Facebook group? I think that's a very good question because in Bangladesh, it seems like almost everything is Facebook, Facebook stuff. I know, I know you yeah. had a very interesting story of going into NSU campus. In yeah, there, so, in person. So could you sort of so, share a little bit? About yeah, so basically the idea of testing is like going to your users, right? Facebook is, I think, the easiest way to acquire the first few users. Yeah. Um, but we also did other things. So one of those yeah. things that we did was like in real life, we took 10 bikes, yeah. right? We went in front of both in Brack University once and North South University the other time. Yeah. And, you know, there's a this trip of, uh, this trip where you know um, students would come and they would like hail a CNG auto rickshaw or something, right? Yeah. And yeah, sorry. Uh, and yeah, no worries. We we just went over there and 
say that hey 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 who who needs a who, who who's going to dhanmondi and we just call people up and people are like hey i'm wow. going to dhanmondi are you are like a cng wala like, no do you want to go with a bike and oh that's great we were like oh um and of course there was questions because no one even heard of that yeah. right yeah um cng on a bike how are you going to kidnap me is it going to be yeah. safe and <laughs> and we would say that bhai you know in a cng you have is a basically in a cage yeah uh so if we wanted to kidnap you we would not take you on a motorbike you can just jump <laughs> off so we convinced that to marriage yeah so oh we you know just literally like hard sale like going and selling yeah um that's, yeah, awesome. that's how we acquired a bunch of users as well we gave again at that point we did not have the app we gave them our my business card it had my number on it we said yeah. that, hey if you ever want to write call me now that awesome. i say it it sounds very shady but hey you need to get your users so, so now your number number you have like people from random people all across nsu you have your number now i changed i changed i had to change the number oh yeah did you get a random text well that's a, that's a great ending is as we mentioned before the rapid fire round uh we're going to ask a we're going to ask a bunch of um bunch of questions um so, so what if i what what if i just pretend that you are buffering and take longer <laughs> we, we will uh we let's let's see let's see i hope hopefully hopefully these are these, you won't have to pull that gimmick over here okay so the first question the worst pronunciation you have heard of the name patel 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 <laughs> I patao I think patao is the one okay patau. okay yeah. so um so what is what is your favorite restaurant uh in Kathmandu Oh man Tris, um Trisara Trisara okay Trisara okay. yeah it's a pretty chill place Fa- favorite team member in in at patao Oh. oh no 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 uh, is this is this one the buffering no, start I'm going to go there <laughs> not going to go there um, going to go there uh, yeah. come on be a sport i i'm sure the other person will understand oh man no 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 ah <laughs> uh, there's just too many I, i i this is a trap question it's like one of those questions like hey do you like your mom better or do you like your dad better <laughs> right And the I, I always say my I always say my mom because I know she's the more emotional one. The dad I can like go and be like, "Yo, <laughs> bro." <laughs> so, so who is it? Um, I don't know, man. Like, look, um, there these are the people that I've been working yeah. for a lot of time, right? And these are like not just current team members. There's a lot of people yeah. who have worked with me, yeah. and. you know as i said like patha wouldn't be patha without right. them let's um, let's let's rephrase the question then um okay. you know on a more serious note tell us about tell us about like an act of kindness or mm. something something good that someone like the one of the core team members did for you either personally or from a business aspect um that that you really yeah. thought um you know was was mem- was stuck to you for a while right yeah so there were a few right um mm-hmm. again uh, you know it's always not uh, you know it's always not great running a startup is you know sucks away at your soul sometimes mm-hmm. and when they say roller coaster they really mean it's a roller coaster the highs are high but the lows are low mm-hmm. and uh, there's a few lot of people who kind of uh, you know supported me through the lows right mm-hmm. not just technically but also emotionally Mm-hmm. So I see Sifat is here. He's actually one of them. Yeah. Um, but also like Abnan, Fahad, Fahim, um, mm-hmm. Kishwar, new and old people, right? Um, mm-hmm. There is so many. Uh, yeah. And I'm very grateful for some of them, right? That you know, if you know, for they they would give me that emotional support where I was at my emotionally at my lowest, mm-hmm. and that's rare. It's not just and that's what really makes a team i think it's not just you know you people that you hire and then right. you get to work out of them sometimes right. you know when you're facing a tough uh job or decision would they right. support you emotionally would right. they support you if you are 
you know, not able to take care of yourself emotionally. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, huge, huge. I mean, I mean, I, I can speak to the capsule team as well. Like, it, they're they're my friends, and like, it, it's it's yeah. just awesome. Like, I, I yeah, it's I completely look, completely look, interact look, with yeah, it, look, it's the purpose of all of this. At the end of it, right? You want yeah. to have fun. Yeah, correct, a hundred percent. So the next question is, what is the most memorable interaction with a Pata rider? Oh, okay. This one, I know. This one, I know. So this one actually very early on. Um, I think we were doing only around 1,000-ish rides a day, maybe low, right? Mm-hmm. And we were starting to get traction. We were growing every single day. Every single day was the best mm-hmm. day ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at our highs. We are like, yeah, we're doing something. Our... our mm-hmm service has traction right mm-hmm. people were talking about us like all our friends and family were like hey and even like i had this family member come to me and say that hey have you heard of this startup called Pathau? Uh, <laughs> that was that's that's that nice so this driver and i used to take a lot of Pathau rides uh yeah as a one is because um no, i wanted to test it out right i wanted to yeah. use my own service and find out the problems and i would go with the drivers, I'd ask them that, hi, you know, what are the problems that you're facing? Are you getting your money on time? Is the app working? Where is the app yeah. buggy? So I just like, yeah. I'll take the ride, but I'll also do like a bug testing. Right, right. right. And I'll take that back to my team and I'll try to solve it. Um, so this one driver, he actually recognized me, right? Um, so mm. I don't really maintain like a, I'm, don't maintain like an influencer level uh, yeah. presence. Yeah. So, but this one driver, he recognized me. He said, Bhaiya, are you Ilyas? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. you know, you're, you, I, I, I saw your picture somewhere. I was like, yeah, that's oh, me. Crap. And I, start, I started getting very awkward because, you know, back then, people would just tell me about their problems. Whenever they learned that from Pathau, they'd yeah. say, Bhai, app doesn't work. This doesn't work. I don't get yeah. my payments on time, right? So there yeah, was a lot yeah. of bugs, right? Yeah, yeah. This one driver, he dropped me off near my home, and he then offered me tea. Right? Okay. So we started having tea and he's like, you know, um, I lost my job. This is this, this guy, right? He lost his job. He was a garments worker. Wow. And, uh, you know, he had one daughter. Yeah. He was trying to put his daughter through school. But now that he lost his job, he didn't know what to do. So he yeah. heard about Pathau from one of his, like, cousins or mamas or something. And... Yeah. Uh, he borrowed a bike. He did not have one. Yeah. He borrowed a bike. He learned how to, you know, fly with it. Then he, you know, came and registered. And we met around, I think, day 30-ish. And okay. in that one month, in the first month, he made around 30,000 taka, which wow. was almost like 2x more than what he made in his previous job. Yeah, it's more than what entry-level multinational companies pay in Bangladesh, right? <laughs> like. Yeah. So so he came, so he said that hi you know what um, I you know I know that you have a lot of problems but you know because of you I can still send my daughter to school wow and that was the time when I realized that you know it's not just the users we they, people who are using Pata they only see like one side of it but it's the people who are actually the service providers, the mm-hmm. drivers, mm-hmm. you know, they are actually earning a living. It's not just a service. For me, yeah. I was, I built Pata to really to solve my problem, which was traffic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. for him, it's an earning, so it's a livelihood. Right. And um, yeah, that was, that was pretty strong. That, that, that was heartwarming for me too, personally. So thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, wanted to know a little bit about your experience of being in CNBC when you became Forbes 30 under 30. What any funny yeah. stories did did like did people like you know you always talk oh. about people raising you to a pedestal, um, but you know what? Because for me, seeing you in on CNBC, sitting yeah. in New York, like seeing I cannot I cannot tell you how like I had tears in my eyes. Like I was like a Bangladeshi guy is on CNBC. I'm on, you know, at JP Morgan on the trading floor, you know, I, I could go and show them like, hey, this, that oh, guy's man. from my country. That's, that's a Bangladeshi startup. I remember being emotional. I was like, that's a big deal, right? So can you tell us a little bit more about the experience? Yeah, so, you know, we were late, obviously. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, not obviously, but uh, it turns out that there was two CNBC offices in Singapore, so we went to the wrong office okay. at first. Oh boy! And we just had to have kind of somehow run to the right office. Um, and <laughs> so Sifat Bhai has a funny story in the comment section. He was like, "We told him he didn't smile enough." So in the CNBC interview, he grinned ear to ear for the first time. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, one of the things that I don't smile enough. Right? I'm not. Yeah, but so so you know. And you know, CNBC of the the this, this they had what five or six different cameras all pointed at you, and then the person um, you know the anchor he just introduced, hey, this is Elias, the CEO of Pata, and I'm like, where do I look? Which camera? There's too many. <laughs> That's right? hilarious. So I'm like, oh, and I'm like trying to smile, this fake smile, like, oh. okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, right. Yeah. But okay, it was it was pretty it was pretty amazing. I loved how you know simple it was. How you know how you know, they, obviously the anchors they, they are professionals. They know how to get the questions out of you, right? Yeah. But I do have to say that I prepared for it, right? Yeah. I prepared like the entire day right before it. I yeah. knew all my talking points. I was like, hey, yeah. I'm going to go there. Yeah. I'm going to talk about this, 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 this. Yeah. And you know, one of the rules in PR is that you know you have to you know answer. The question that you want to answer. Yeah. Sometimes they'll ask you a clear question, but I'll have to like point it to the answer that I wanted. I wanted to give. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just prepared for it like really, really well. Practiced. Yeah. And then it just happened, and then it was just like normal because of the practice. Right. Right. So um, what, one question we ask in all our rapid fire question, uh, rapid fire questions, and it's very popular, is what are what are your best relationship advice? What what should what should what should people think about when they're in relationships? <coughs> You're asking me. <laughs> Let's. Uh, what is the best relationship advice? <laughs> um. Fudge. Look, Come on, man. Yeah, You're we know we know you have a bunch up your pocket. You know. <laughs> Um, I think the more I grow older, the more I, I think, you know, when I was younger, I had this like vision of, you know, that there would be someone out there, like a soulmate type of person out there, right? Yeah. You'd have yeah. A, B and C and D qualities and, like, and you could yeah. probably write them down. Like, I want this, 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 this. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, reality is people are much more nuanced. Yeah. And it's not just about them having certain things. It's also about them having certain things the right way. They don't, sometimes they don't have it. So yeah. the more I grow older, the more I realize how important it is to compromise. Yeah. Right? And um, it, there are a lot of things. What are the things that you can compromise on? It's not just about what are the things that you want out of someone. I think it's mm -hmm. more about what are the things that you'd like to, you can compromise on with yeah. someone. Yeah. And if you can find that person, I think that will be pretty great. Um, okay. I don't know if, I don't know if it makes sense. I, this you is, made I a ton asked. of sense. Trust me. I've it, never uh, I, I'm taking notes, man. I'm taking notes. Um, so we, uh, we spoke a little bit about Kathmandu, but what are yeah. three, what are your top three favorite places to order from Patao food, the food delivery service? We don't have, Patao food in Kathmandu yet, man. No, no, the Patao food in Bangladesh. Okay, okay, in Bang. Oh man, the okay. So let's see. So uh, I love. Dumpling. Is there anyone telling you the answers over there? Is like no, no. I I just I have, <laughs> I have some dumplings I was having right before this. That's awesome. Yeah. So I like kung fu dumplings. Okay. Best in Bonani. Okay. Right. Um. There is Woodhouse. They sell amazing steak, mm -hmm. right? And you can get this chicken steak. I always get this chicken steak for dinner. Okay. And, wow. And what else? You're not going to say Star Kebab, man? <laughs> so funny thing that you mentioned. We just got Star Kebab. I know. I found it. I know. Yeah. That's why I was trying to plug you, man. <laughs> I, was trying to, I was trying to do your favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, Star, Kebab, Star Kebab is great. Um, Star Kebab. Yeah. Tons, tons of amazing, tons of amazing platforms. So guys, do check out Pata Food. 
um, a lot of a lot of like probably the widest selection of restaurants in in Bangladesh. My personal yeah. favorite is Smoke's Fat Boy Burger, so uh, yeah. that's that's also a good one. Um, what's next for Patau? So the thing is that you know we're doing a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the you know ride sharing right now. You know because of COVID, the two wheeler ride sharing is turned off, but we expect it to you know get turned back on in the next few weeks if not week um and you know we have four wheeler we have food health shop all of these different services right i yeah. just don't want to like launch even more right now i want to like mm-hmm. scale with the ones that we have right um right. so i think there's a lot for us to do in terms of like improving our service i think i'm you know our or our own worst critic. So we know all the problems. People tell me about all the problems. Like we know all of them. We yeah. want to solve them. We want to serve people better, right? And you know, there's this the Pareto principle. Going by the Pareto principle, right? Mm-hmm. It, 80% of the work takes 20% of the time, and 20% of the work takes 80% of the time, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's very easy to launch something, right? It's very hard to scale it. Right. Even harder to make it into a great experience. Right. So I think there's a lot for us to do in making Patao into a great experience across all those verticals. And I'd like to you know, work more on that. Two more questions. Unless we have anything more from the audience, we, we will definitely explore that. Uh, this is a little bit more of a serious thing, but what are you looking for when you're hiring? Are there any opportunities right now with Patao? How can, how can people get involved? Yeah, we're hiring all the time. Um, and, you know, we ju- just uh, opened our, imp- uh, our management training intake, okay. right, which is the ELP, the Executive uh, Leadership Program, sorry, Emerging Leadership Program, mm-hmm. uh, in which we went through almost 10,000 candidates. Wow. We yeah. hired five. Yeah. Right? Wow. I, that, that's more competitive than, 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 like, JP Morgan Investment Banking, like, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, because again, like you need the right person, right? Uh, one yeah. right person can do the job of like ten wrong yeah. people. Sometimes yeah. infinity, because you know incompetence doesn't incompetence scales very well. Somehow. Yeah. So you just need sometimes you just need one people. Person. Right. 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 Um, um, yeah. So that's, anyway, we are hiring all the time. We have this Facebook page called Patha Careers. Okay. Uh, which is a separate page from the main part of our page where we post more about you know right. our hiring opportunities. So if anyone's interested, I would recommend you know checking out Patao Carriers Facebook page as well mm-hmm. as the Patao LinkedIn page. Okay. We post over there. Okay. Perfect. So, um, last last question. So, what do you have? Do you have any parting advice or anything that you think, you know, you would have told yourself when you were younger, um, for our audience, like how are are there any like I guess gems of wisdom that you would like to share? I can share something which I think is true for everyone, right? Which yeah. is not just people who are you know starting startups or even in life, in business, mm-hmm. in everywhere, right? I think things are never as bad as they seem. And also never as good as they seem they are. Yeah. Right? So even at the worst possible time of Pata, or even at the best possible time of Pata, right? I think that, oh, you know what? Things can't get any better. But it's not always the best. Right? Mm-hmm. You think something is great, but probably things can always be better. You think right. something is going worse, things can always get worse. So, right. you know, I kind of took that in and to me sense that, hey, you know what? Even if I'm going through a lot of stress, whenever I'm going through a lot of stress, like, hey, yeah. you know what? Sometimes you can choose not to. Things can be worse. Yeah. And yeah. things 100%. look very good, things can be better. I think right. that keeps you on your toes. A, a, it keeps you on your toes. B is also, it you know, prevents you from going into this insane, like, uh, spiraling depressiveness. <laughs> yeah. No, that that was that was great. I've 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 personally heard that before, but you know that's that's a really good one to remember, especially for all our all our young, all our young viewers. Like that that's uh like you know you you especially in college and as you as you go through your first job and all that, there's always going to be a lot of challenges. 
So Elian Pai's mantra of remembering, keeping perspective is incredibly important. So Elian Pai, those are th that's it for today. We, we this was incredibly insightful. We I'm I'm personally most excited about you know just being able to hear your story, and I I'm so so pumped. I feel I feel the audience got got a chance to I think almost for the first time, if I may say so. On, on a media platform to hear your you hear your story and how you got your computer from Kulna, uh, your dial-in. So, uh, and the story of NSU yeah. and your writer, like the difference you're creating in people's lives, like people who couldn't afford to send their children to school are now being able to because they can now use this very easy platform, motorcycle uh, taxis, go and earn money. Anyone can earn money um, in, in a country which is which has historically been quite poor, right? So. Um, thank you for all you do. Thank you to the Patau team. Thank you for your time. Uh, we sincerely appreciate it, and we're gonna we're gonna sh share this. Um, and to to the audience, thanks for being with us. Thanks for all the great questions. Uh, make sure to follow us at, at Read the Capsule. Um, sign up to our core newsletter at readthecapsule.com. Uh, we will share we'll share um, highlights here as well. So, Sifat Bhai just said Amar Bhai, Tomar Bhai, Ilyas Bhai, Ilyas Bhai. So, Sifat Bhai, Sifat. Sifat Bhai is, you know, one of our first employees. He just released his first uh, yep. video, music video. So we're actually going to, we're going to bring him on. We're going to bring him on on the yeah. capsule. We, we're waiting, Absolutely. we're waiting for him to scale a little Love bit more. So, yeah. so we're going to, we're definitely going to have him on. Sifat Bhai is ready. We, we, we've already touched base about it. So yeah. thanks again, Elias Bhai. This has been wonderful. Thank you to the audience. We're going to sign off now, but we're all, our DMs are always open. Let us know. Talk to us. We are more than happy to chat with you. All right. Take care, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Good chatting.